Okay, so let's talk about it. The brachas and kladis, which the Torah gives lots of times. And the Torah always warns us that if we disobey the Torah, if we disobey Hashem, so it will be kladis. If we obey Hashem, it will be bracha. What's the Chiddush? Which way around? In other words, is the Chiddush that if we obey Hashem, then it will be bracha? Or is the Chiddush if we disobey Hashem, then it will be kladis? So, the Ramban writes about this. And the Ramban writes that really there's a certain Chiddush both ways around. Because if we understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a system how He runs the world, and that system preceded Klai Yisrael. The system was there since Shishis So the fact that if Klai Yisrael are going to do mitzvahs, that's going to change the system that Hashem made in running the world, that's already a Chiddush. So the Ramban writes, that the fact that the, the rainfall is going to depend on what we do, and if we keep stucco or if, uh, give stucco, if we keep Shabbos, that's going to bring more rain. There's no physical explanation for that. And therefore, it's a, it's a chiddish in the bracha, that HaKadosh Baruch gives bracha as a result of our keeping the Torah, and the chiddish in the klada too. The fact that if people don't keep Shabbos and don't uh, do what they're meant to do, and that's going to bring klada, that's also a chiddish. Why should the one affect the other one? But having said that the Torah is mechadish both ways around, what's the bigger chiddush? So I want to explain the yisod, which is a little bit of a deep yisod that comes from the Rizal. But uh, let's try and understand it together, because it will explain to us a lot about not just the passages in the Torah which talk about klada, but it also explains to us a lot about Rosh Hashanah. And that is, we always have heard the expression which comes from the Zayar, that HaKadosh Baruch used the Torah as a blueprint from the world, for the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world around the Torah. Now if that's the case, the Ramchal asks the question. And the Ramchal asks the question, if the Torah is the blueprint from the world, then what the Torah says we should do should be possible. And what the Torah says we can't, we're, not, we're not meant to do should be impossible. If the world's created around the Torah, and the Torah says people are not meant to be eating shellfish, then shellfish should be inedible. Harry, the, 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 if the Torah is presenting what reality is meant to be, so then the world should mirror what the Torah wants. And if the Torah says that a person is not allowed to, uh, let's say, wear shatness, then that shouldn't be a, a possible option. In other words, if the Torah defines the world, so why doesn't the Torah define reality in the way that what the Torah says you can't do should become impossible to do? It's an interesting way of looking at a question. The Ramchal's answer is something we all understand ourselves. And that is, if the Torah was going to define reality and that, that you can't disobey the Torah, then there would be no option for people to have Bechira. If the Torah is defining reality and the Torah would say, don't eat rocks, or rocks are inedible, so then you define reality where something is undoable, and then people don't have Bechira, because I can't choose to do it or not to do it. It means I can't do it. And if that's the case, Ramchal says, that the Torah had to define a reality which can contradict the Torah. In other words, in order for the Torah to give us an instruction, don't do something, that itself had to make the possibility that you could do it. And now the Torah can, now the Torah can speak to you and say, you can do it if you want to, but the Torah is telling you not to. If not for that option, then it would be impossible to do, because if, if the Torah is defining this is an undoable thing, then there would be no choice. You're not speaking to someone saying, don't do it, you can't do it. You're defining reality as it's meant to be. Which means, the fear that we understand is that some two different forms of reality the Torah describes. The one is, the, let's say, the reality of MS. And that is, what the Torah says should be done, can be done. What the Torah says can't, uh, can't be done, cannot be done. 
And then there's a second reality that the Torah describes, and that is a world where what the Torah says can't be done. That itself makes it possible that a person can do it, so that way he has the opportunity to keep the Torah and not do it. And uh, that, that gives the person the opportunity of Bechir. Which means, if you're going to take us now to a deeper level, the Torah's definition of the world of perfection is one level of the world. That's not the world we're in. We're in a world where the Torah allows for imperfection because that's what makes the Bechir. Which means, if we're, we're going to ask the philosophical question which uh, the Greeks got stuck with, and that is, where does the concept of Ra begin from? Where does the concept of something bad start from? Hashem, if He's a creator, is Toph. And Hashem creates Toph. So where is it possible for Ra to start from? And because of this, it led to the pagan belief that there's two dominant forces in the world opposing each other, one of good and one of bad. Because I couldn't understand, how could it be that something which is completely Toph can create a reality of Ra? And if you understand the, what you just said now, the side the answer is that the Torah itself has to create a reality of Ra, because it has to give the person opportunity to choose. And therefore, if the Torah is creating an option of Bechira, it means the Torah is creating a Torah option and a non-Torah option. The Torah, is creating, the Torah has to give you the option of what's good and the option of what's bad. And this, if you understand this, you saw it, then you understand the Pasuk in this week's parasha. Literally, Mamish Kapshutai, and uh, it's a big Chiddush. The Torah tells us in the parasha, Sabim, Re'ein, Nesati Lefanecha Hayayim, Esachayim, Esatayim, Esamavit, Esarah. But you must understand, the Torah isn't just saying you have Bechira. Hashem is saying, Nasati lefanecha. I put that there. The, the Mavis and the Tov, Hashem put there just like He put the Chaim and the Tov. <coughs> which means, Hashem created the option of Mavis. Hashem created the option of Ra. And where did that option of Tov and Ra come from? From the Torah which, which, which requires Bechira. Which means if the Torah is going to say, don't put serve of Zara, that means the Torah is making the possibility that people could. And now that the Torah has made the possibility that people could, that goes back to the option of you have to create a reality where that's an option and people are challenged and people can choose. So the, 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 everything which the terrorist is done to really creates the possibility that it can be done. You're everything in this world that's bad is only from the terror? Yes. There's nothing else. There are things that we consider bad nowadays that are from the terror. No. Everything besharish comes from the terror. Because the terror is to create the reality of when it says to a person be good means you could be bad. What the Torah says to don't do means you could do. What the Torah says to do means you can choose not to do. So that, that reality has to be something which comes from the Torah because something which a person can't do, you can't instruct a person about. That's a reality which doesn't change. That's the first point, the, where Ra begins from. Let's start answering some questions with this already. The, there's a, let's start with the Lambdas first. There's a sugi in Bechiris, in Tzmerah. And the Gemara talks about that anything that the Torah says don't do, if you would do it, would it work or not? It's from Nabai and Rava, in the beginning of Tumur. And that is anything which the Torah says don't do, so if you do it, will it work or not? Now, what are they arguing about? If the Torah says don't eat a chazin, I did, I ate it. What do you mean, Lay Rahani? If the Torah says don't make Shabbos, and the person did, he did. The Torah doesn't stop a person doing it. So where's the, where's the machlaikas about? If the Torah says don't do something, can you do it? Is it doable? So it's clear, Rebekah says in the Gemara there, but it's clear from the examples the Gemara brings, and that is that you're talking not about an action, you're talking about the effect of an action. We call it chalos, which means if, if anything which is a maisa, so the Torah says don't do the maisa, a person can do it. You can disregard the Torah. But what about a chalos? What about something which has to have an effect? Can a person cause an effect against the Torah? For example... If a terrorist says, don't marry your sister, and he does, does the chiddush take effect? 
if the Torah says you can't coin uh, something which is a Surah and and you do it, does the Kiddin take effect? Not the action, but the result. That's the Makhlaika Sabayan Rava. That's Makhlaika Sabayan Rava. Ya'avid Mahani, Eloi Mahani. And the Oymak of the Makhlaika is the same you saw it. Which means the Torah had to provide the, the potential for people to disregard the Torah. And therefore, even what the Torah says, don't do a person can do. The Torah says, don't murder. It's possible to murder. The Torah says, don't be Mazan and Kumatarais. It's possible for a person to be Kumatarais. Don't steal. A person can steal. So when it comes to action, a person can, the Torah itself has to make the possibility that people can disregard it because that's what gives them Bechira. But the Shaila is that only as far as the action goes or is even as far as the Chalais goes. Which means can a person create a, a reality not with the Torah as well? Well, no, a person can do the action and get punished for it, but you're not going to change the Matthias based on that. And that's not like a Sabayan Rav. That's also why in Nasdaq's Pasha, when we talk about Hagrizim and Harevel, and we know that there was Brachas in Hargrizim and Klodos in Harevel. And the Torah has to choose what to tell us, and the Torah chooses the Klodos. We know that every Klodos is a Bracha. So why did the Torah choose to tell us the Klodos? Oraish this, and Oraish that, and Oraish this. Why didn't us the Brachas? We understood that the, the Torah laid out to us. They're going to turn to Hargrizim and Mavarech, and they're going to turn to Harevel and Makadil. And now what, do you have, what, are the, what, are the, what are the topics that they're going to give to a Bracha and Klodos? The Torah gives 11 things. So why not mention the Brachas? Why mention the Klodos? So here we come to another yisad, and that is the, we spoke about this at the beginning. The fact that what a person does can change the way the world runs. So, like we said, if the world's built with a system, the fact that a person does what Hashem wants can change the system positively, can bring bracha, is a chiddush. But the fact that it can change the system negatively and it can bring klodes is an even bigger chiddush. It's an even bigger chiddush because we could say that the Torah has to provide for bechira, and the Torah therefore has to allow the people to go against it to give them bechira. But Al-Qadaykach, that it's going to change the world to act in a way Hashem doesn't want it to be. It's going to bring Klod into this world, bring Ra into this world. That's a big Chiddush. That's an effect of what a person does. What would the other option be? Says the Ramban, simple. Hashem would punish the person, not Amaba. That's, uh, that, that would be make sense. That would be where he'd be judged and be punished for what he did. But now there's a Chiddush, and that is that the Torah allows for reality that it, what a person does is going to affect Olam It's going to bring Klod into Olam that's already an effect of what a person does. And then that's, that's something, that's the Chiddush of the Torah, which is why the Torah brings the Aura. That's the bigger Chiddush. That when a person disobeys the Torah, that also describes the reality which is going to change the Matthias here. It'll make the world here not the way it's meant to be. It'll make the world here not the place Hashem wants it to be, but that's an option too, which is part of what the, what's originally described as what will happen if we don't keep the Torah. That's the Chiddush of the class. That's the Kiddush of the Kladis. And if that's the case, it makes the reality of a world which is not the world the way Hashem wants it to be. We know that. That uh, when it says in the Pasuk, Yismach Hashem B'Maisav, that happened twice. It happened when Hashem created the world in the Yom HaShishi, in the sixth day of creation, and it'll happen again when the time of Mashiach, the world gets back to where it's meant to be. Then Yikvayed Hashem L'Olam, Yismach Hashem B'Maisav. And for the 5,000, however many hundred years gap in between, well, Hashem is not Sameach B'Maisav. And it's not, it's not Yikvayed Hashem Lodem. The world's gone into a direction Hashem didn't want it to go. How is it possible? Hashem built the world on the Torah. The answer is, the Torah provides the possibility of a world acting not the way Hashem wants it to be. Of the world, and that's the world of Kloda. That's the world we're living in today. That's the world of Ra. And again, going back to the Yisrael, it's Nusati Lefanecha. That's a possibility which the Torah has created as well. Okay, now that's our first point. Now, let's take this to our second point. That makes sense, sorry, even if the overwhelming majority of all years ever have been have been years of Ra. Yeah, that is the way it's been. It is the way it's been. 
Yeah. 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 Hashem knew that. Hashem knew that. 100%. And right in the beginning of the Torah, when it says, that's, uh, says that's, uh, that, that's the years of the Rat, the years of the Churban, it's the years of Torah Vavoyu. And that's the world we're living in. Mechayshak Avnei Tahayim is also talking about an area, a time period like the time of today, Mechayshak Avnei Tahayim. And the time of Mashiach is Verech Elikim Rechav Asapnei Amayim. It's a Chazal. Okay. That's, that's, so that's, the second point of that the Torah has to create a reality and it can create a reality contrary to Torah. Now, it's not contrary to Torah, but contrary to what the Torah idealizes. There is the option of creating a world which is not what the Torah wants and the Torah provided the means for that as well. So, start with the question we began with. Do we see right something as opposition that how could Hashem cause right to happen? It's the opposite, and the answer is no. Hashem created that possibility because that's the possibility which is needed in order for the Torah to present us with mitzvahs. Now, what's the person meant to do? What's the avoid of a person? <coughs> so, on the simple level, obviously, it's just to obey the Torah. To obey the Torah. If, if what the Torah says do, I'll do. If the Torah says don't do, I want to. And then I, I should be zeicher for the reward that the Torah would describe rather than the punishment. That's true, but it's one level, it's a higher level. Rav Dersley explains this. And Rav Dersley explains this, and I'll, I'll start with the Hakdama. And that is, you, should, you, you see that in throughout the Shas, whenever the Gemara refers to an Isra in the Torah, it always changes it from an, the words of the Torah to from Al to Baal. For example, you have Baal Tosif and Baal Tashaktu, and Baal Yerod, Baal Yimotzeh, and Baal Ta'acher. Why do you say the Torah says? The Torah says Al. The Torah says Don't. What's the Baal? What's the base? And you, I can just give you some examples. You can go through Shas. You'll see Kimat every single time. Baal Yachel Dvari. Uh, wherever the Torah is talking, wherever the Gemara talks about an Isser, it changes it from the Aleph to the base. So it's saying Al, it says Baal. What, what does Baal mean? Why, 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 and why does the Gemara change it? And the answer is, first the grammar. The word Baal means something which is undoable. It's, it's, not, it's not shaykh to do. Al is an instruction. Don't do this. When, when, with the Lashon Baal, I'll one of the examples for that, is something which you can't do. It's not, it's not something which a person is in, 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 able to, unable to do. It's in, impossible. So why is Al changing it? So listen to the of Desna. And Avdesna says like this. He says, there's a certain area where the Torah presents us with the world of Bechir. A world of Bechir that a person can choose good and a person can choose bad. And that's the reality of the world that Hashem presented us with because that makes the possibility for people to choose. Now, there's one level that a person, like we said before, is choosing good. So he's living within the, the Olam Azir reality that the Torah gives him and he's doing the right thing. There's another reality. And that is when a person comes to a clarity that he sees that the option of doing wrong is impossible. He gets there himself. And he gets to that stage that it's, it's not an option for me. It's not an option for me. It's not like I could and I could what I would want to. It gets to the stage where I can't. And in a way, that's a Bechira to go back to the reality that the Torah really wanted. The, the, the reality, if the Torah could define it, would be that what the Torah says don't do won't happen. What the Torah says you can't, is Asr, you can't do. 
It's a, the reality of the MS, which is the way the Torah wants the MS to be. Except in Olam Azeh, we're living with the person who has to have Bechira, and therefore we don't see that reality. But a person can choose to live that reality. Which means a person, for them, can get to the stage that what the Torah says don't do, for me, is undoable. For me, it becomes the category of I can't do it. And that's what Chazal described every Isna Torah, that is Alta Yosef or Alta Acher, or whatever other issue you want to use. Al Yachod Vare, but rather as Baal Tosif, Baal Tachem, Baal Yachod Vare, Baal Yerubayimotze, it's undoable. The terrorist is don't, and it means for me it's impossible. He says Rav Dersler stage further. He says, if a person thinks I could do it, but I'm choosing not to. So, I'm exercising my Bechir not to do the wrong thing. I could, but I'm not doing that. Tomorrow, I could make the mistake, and I could go the other way. Today I chose the one way, but if it's the choice, tomorrow I might choose the opposite. Today I was miscarbering, and I got up on time for Shachar, tomorrow I can think I'm tired, I'm getting up late. Today I did, I, I did the chesed, tomorrow I'm not in the mood, I'm not going to do the chesed. As long as a person still th- sees things as bechira, so the fact that I've chosen one time today doesn't preclude the option of my choosing the other way tomorrow. And therefore, I could be in the world of toiv, but I'm still, at the, at the, so to speak, at a stage where I could change. And I could uh, ch- choose the other way around. I could go to the opposite. Whereas when a person gets to the clarity that the other way is not an option for me, there's no, have a minute, there's no possibility I'm going to do it, so then Be'etzim, I've got to a stage of using Bechira to get to a stage where I no longer have Bechira. Notion of Desla. I can choose that, I can be Bechir to be oiled to the level where it's not a Bechira anymore. It's partial to me I'm going to do that. For most of us who grew up in the firm world, so then the option of blatantly being Mechal Shabbos isn't an option. Technically, could you? It could, but it's not something which you think of as an option, as you're not going to do it. Whereas in those areas where we struggle, so then it is an option. Maybe we'll get up late, maybe we'll miss a good creation, maybe we won't, then we have to fight. And if a person works on himself and gets to the stage where that's not an option, it's never going to happen. So then, Be'atzim, I've got risen above the Bechira stage, because at that level I'm not conflicted with should I or shouldn't I. It's partial to me, I am, or I'm not, depending if it's an Isra or a Mitzvah, because I've gotten to the clarity where there isn't really the other option. When a person's living on that level, he's living much more the Torah reality. Not the reality of Olam Hazer, which the Torah creates in, in order to give Bechira, but the reality of what the Torah envisions as being the Emes is Emes. Yeah. On a Lamaisa level, though, is it, is, it, is it humanly possible to ever, ever pass that threshold? Yes, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. I don't understand why the Babli would think we're on the level that we should be on Baal instead of Al. If the Torah only gives Al, why is it all of a sudden going to Baal? No, that's what's meant to be. It's, it's showing you the way that we're meant to look at it. The Torah says don't, is we're meant to look at it as something which you can't do. Now, what's the process how to get there? That's what you asked. That's what what's the Torah say Baal? No, because the Torah is giving you the mitzvah, the, the, the instruction. Don't do this. So then it means you could, but I'm telling you not to. The way we meant to, at the highest level, accept that instruction is, if a service said don't do it, then it's impossible to do. I'm looking at it as an impossibility. I'll just give you an example. Uh, Moshe Feinstein, when he wanted to discuss halachas uh, with, with somebody else, it's interesting, the person he relied on to, just to talk things over with, and he was interested in his opinion, was Rabbi Israel Gustman. He was a dying on the best in the Vilna before the war, Rabbi Moise, and afterwards he came to Israel, he, was, he lived here in Rechavia. And so when, when he wanted to discuss the halachas, so they used to call him up, except there weren't phones in those days so much. So there was one phone in Rabbi Moshe Feinstein's yeshiva in the office, and there was one telephone in Rabbi Moshe Feinstein's yeshiva in the office. 
And then the ones to meet each other, so they had to call the other country and call the office. And so I had to go and call the Rosh Hashiva in each case to come to the phone. And it was expensive. Overseas calls and those are very expensive. So one time, just after Mincha, the Rosh Hashiva, so the Rosh came up to him and said, there's an office of Gusman's waiting on the phone for the Rosh Hashiva. It takes time to get to the office, and, and Rosh Hashanah is costing money. So he starts like walking as quickly as he could towards the towards the exit of the yeshiva to get to the yeshiva office. And suddenly he walks on and stops. And stops. He starts talking to people next to him, whatever. And he says, what happened? He's still talking to Shmonesri. There's a wall in front of him. I can't get through. And that's an example of seeing that I can, I can't. You know, halachi is you're not meant to walk in front of Miss Bala. Okay, but I can, I can't. I can rationalize. Maybe, maybe not. There's a wall here. There's nothing to do. We have to wait. If you see the reality like that, that the Torah says, don't, it's impossible. So you need to walk to. I've got a brick wall. That's an example of the way you see a halacha as the impossible rather than as I choose not to. Now, that's the first point. And that is the, the option of living in the world where rise an option as opposed to living in a world where a person has that clarity that it's not an option. Now, how does a person get to that stage? How does a person get to that stage? So there's two ways. The one we're going to talk about today is based on the principles we just saw. And that is to understand that the, the Torah presents a reality besides what we see in Ayla Mazeh. The, the Ayla Mazeh presents a reality where the Torah makes the possibility of you can keep it and you can't keep it. But there's the emiss of Torah itself. And that's the reality of the way the world's meant to be. And here we come to the Kabbalah I spoke about beforehand. And that is the world of Shemaim doesn't work like Olam The world of Shemaim works with Emes and Shekhar. Not with you can and you can't. And in the reality of Shemaim, what the Torah says exists, and what the Torah says doesn't, not to do, doesn't exist. It's an impossibility. And here in this world, one could do both. But uh, there's two options, and a person can choose to obey the Torah or disobey the Torah. Shemaim is built that what the Torah defines as reality is reality nothing else. Which is why, without digressing too much, originally MS told Hashem, don't create people. Because of, by definition you're creating the opposite of MS. Now we're not talking about people of today. The argument was talking about Adam Arishan before the Chet. And about Adam Arishan there, the perfect human being. There was an argument, should Hashem create him or not? And MS said, no, don't create him. He's the antithesis of MS. Why? Such a big tzaddik, such a perfect being. Why would we be interested there? Mr. Answer is because to create a world where you're creating Bechira means you're presenting two options. Means the MS isn't the MS anymore. Means you've now created two. It's not that the reality is that's what's possible and everything else is impossible. It means you've now created, no, you could do this, you could do that. And you have to allow that because otherwise you can't create Bechira. And therefore, the definition of a person is the concealment of MS. And what is Hashem's answer? Hashem's answer was emes me'eretz titzmech. Which means that what Hashem wants is it's true. I'm going to create a reality of non-emes. I'm going to create a reality where you could do and you, you can disobey. And you can listen and you can do the wrong thing. And they're both possibilities and the person can do both. Except what? I'm creating the possibility for a person to arrive back at that emes. That's the emes me'eretz titzmech. It grows from here. Which what starts off as options. I could do the right thing. I could do the wrong thing. The two options in front of me, I'll come back to the MS, which means to the clarity, I can't do the wrong thing. I can't do the wrong thing. It's not an option. And it's not an option. And therefore, I'm coming back to the MS on my own. And if a person can go that journey with all the Israel of the Torah, anything the Torah says don't do, I get to the clarity, it's not an option. 
then I've lined myself up with the emes which the Torah originally described. And that comes from me. Emes ve'eris titzmach. One more point. We'll finish with this. So, first point. How does, how does a person do that? The starting point is the the, the Yerush that a person has in accepting the halacha. And as the Torah says something, the person says, okay, but you know, it's not so serious. I'm sure there are people who are I'm sure we, that's not so serious. And in this situation, that's a different story. And uh, the more a person has that attitude, then the more you're opening it up to Bechir. And I can choose yes, and I can choose not to, and whatever it's going to be. The more it's, something is taken as this is the this is the halacha. There's nothing to talk about. There's nowhere to move. So the more a person has that attitude of yira when he learns when he comes to learning halacha, so that much more clearly defines the reality. It doesn't mean a person doesn't have a yetsara, but the first thing, the first defense, the first shield you have against the yetsara is the clarity that it's wrong. <laughs> the first thing the yetsara breeds on is eh, it's not so clear that it's wrong, and there are different opinions, and it's not so bad, and whatever it is. Now once we start to make things less clear so it's easier to change them the more clear something is it's mutter is mutter what's asr is asr and receive that clearly so it's as a first step to making that so to speak that wall that boundary that clarity of bal what, what the Torah says don't do means it's impossible to do there's another room and now this gets to another point we're talking to Rabbani and to Senior B'nai Torah we always think as kids as Bachim the Rosh Hashanah as Yamadin of what we did right and what we did wrong and the mitzvahs on the one side of the scale and the various other side of the scale and that's what we're getting judged for and that's true but there's many more levels of judgment on a much deeper level too and one of the levels of judgment is how much of what you're doing right is in the category of because you chose to do right and we're not guaranteed you'll do that next time maybe next time you'll choose to do wrong and how much you're doing right is because there's no other option by you that's a brick wall and this is a big element of Rosh Hashanah how much can Hashem trust you to do right in the future? The fact that I did right sometimes last year is nice. You definitely get reward for what you did right. But it's not no guarantee. Maybe next time we choose the opposite. As opposed to those things where it's, there's no option. It's, it's the, the right is not an option. We say this in every tefillah of Rosh Hashanah. We talk, Hashem, we talk about Hashem that you're judging the whole world. What are we adding those words in every Rosh Hashanah Hashem? Because the Dvar of Hashem, the Torah, is Emes. But there's the Emes, which is the Emes of Shemaim. The Emes, which is, that's the reality, and nothing else exists. Or there's the Emes, which has to be watered down and filtered into this world, which is the Emes, which provides Bechira, and then people can choose. But there's the Emes, which is Kayim Ra'ad. That's, what, that's the Emes of Shemaim. That never changes. And in Rosh Hashanah, part of the Din is, how much are we aligned with that original Emes? There's the things we're doing right, the things we're doing wrong, the things we're struggling with. But how much do you land with the original emes? The emes of Hashem, which is Kaim Lad. In other words, the emes of what the Torah says as reality, not as providing options. That was originally the challenge of Adam Arisha. He was brought down to a world where you could make both options, but emes merits titzmach. You have to rebuild the emes of Shemaim. And that's the same challenge that every person has. It's the same thing we judge for every Rosh Hashanah. And that is... How much is, is, of your life is based on the Dvarcha Emes V'Kayim Rad? Is based on the reality which doesn't change. The reality of the Torah of Shemaim. And as much as a person has that, that's how much they're excited. Because that's where it's Kayim Rad. On that level, it will, a person will stay with it. They're not going to change. And besides for that, so then there are those areas where a person can do mitzvahs and avarice and they're still in the category of abandoning because it's fluid. It could be right now they're like this. Maybe next time they'll be different. That's the thing I want to talk about. And that's a little bit the preparation for Rosh Hashanah. Again, on a more mature level, 
and that is what part of Akiyom Torah is in the category of Bechira and what part of Akiyom Torah is in the category of that there's no other option that it's the Emes which is Kaim Lad so that's the point I wanted to talk about today 